Hello and welcome to a new episode of the College Experience. In today's episode, I'm glad to host a dear classmate who she and I have had similar experiences with the college since we were also neighbors. Hello, Alicia, and welcome. And between, long time no hear. Long time no see, hey. <laughs> no see either, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you and uh, how things with you? Uh, I am just good. Nothing crazy have happened to me, which is good. It's calm. Mm-hmm. Pleased. Good, good. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. And actually, uh, we miss your craziness. Can we start with you describing your social experience at Sudertorn? How would you describe the community atmosphere there? Wow, the atmosphere there. Yeah, yeah. It's in, our, in our class or like more just... Whatever you like, you know, just hit the point and I will go with you. Okay, so, I mean, I met a very good friend the first day, really. So my social uh, interaction went good. <laughs> yeah, at the first day, you said? Yes, at the very first day. So, I mean, it was kind of simple to be comfortable, to be nice and, you know, friendly with other people after that, because the first is always the most scary and stuff like that. So I felt more confident, probably. Up and down, like, you know, it's like uh, rolling on a wave. Like, sometimes you're having that energetic social time and sometimes it's like, <laughs> Well, I guess. Everyone yeah. is like that, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Since we talked a little bit about the social, of course, we haven't uh, mentioned the things like, uh, have you had your times afterwards, after the exams and so with the social gatherings? Remember those times? Remember those times, them good old times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. We're not that old now. <laughs> well, I turned 25 not long ago. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm going to turn 30. So, Ooh. five years. Come on. True, five years, I've yeah. to go crazy. Yeah. What is your opinion about uh, the relevance of the given curricula there at Soderton? How can the sort of education in Soderton secure you in a position in the job market, let's say? Mm. I don't know if they can, but I'm very like pessimistic, it's like negative, yeah, about, about it too, maybe, because I feel like it's just so broad and like it doesn't really give me any concrete tools practices that i can use or that i can yeah. say that i know of even like in my applications it's like okay what stuff can you do basically and i'm like well i'm a good person ironically yesterday uh, roberto called me to to be the representative for the uh, english uh, because there were students so and they were welcoming them and like you know he told me to come to hop in with them uh, with faculty so uh, so yeah i was telling them look man like okay you're gonna have some good time on your uh, you know, anthropological, uh, humane status, but uh, don't dream to have a job. You're going to end up like uh, a freelancer or something like that. Well, you told them the truth? Yeah, I told them the truth. No. And she behind me, no, don't believe him. It's 70% those who work with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, in front of the teachers, you said he wasn't there. Uh, well, everyone was there, all the, the whole faculty. So I looked at them, don't believe them, guys. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say anything because they know it's true. You know, it's more about how you present yourself in the market. You're not an IT that their faculty give them one specific thing and then there is a specific job for them. No, no, I guess broad. Our major is, is broader than that. Yeah. 
it's truly it's too much for me because I I wanted something I wanted something broad obviously because I didn't know what I, what I want to do or work yeah that, so it's good but I thought I would have something to bring to this table <laughs> yeah you couldn't take all this broad you know like yeah I exactly. just wanted something a little bit yeah, little like, little thing, like just yeah. a little fucking scissor or something that I could use yeah <laughs> okay um so um talking we're still talking about uh, curriculum and uh, relevance uh, you thought do you think that uh, the things we have been taught there is something uh, on the technical side is something good have you enriched your your intellectual brain with the things we have been taught there programs and uh, all those seminars we've been through yeah i mean i think so actually because it's like the things that we've been taught has also been good in, how do you say, to get a better picture of how the world is connected, basically. It's more like I became maybe a bit more, I guess, critical and... Critic, yeah, critical and uh, nihilistic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. But obviously, yeah, I think they had, like, obviously good... Um, I think we read good things in, you know, the literature course with the English. I think it was interesting with the, like, kind of rhetorical uh, thing we had in the English too where we learned about the figure, different figures of speech and stuff like that. I think that was interesting, but it's more it's more like I can use that to sell myself to anywhere. It was indeed the brain nurturing when it comes to marketing and so I guess, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, can you describe your relation with the staff and the college lecturers? Did you have any problem that you couldn't reach anyone at that moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one time we had, we had an exam in the global... In the English in the global context course, I think it was yeah. called, mm -hmm. with the post-colonialism and colonialism and post-modernism and all those things. Which Gila? Yeah, exactly. And then I, I, some of my papers apparently just disappeared, or they, they did something to fuck it up, I guess. So mm -hmm. all my papers was gone, and and my, I got my grade. And this time I was just so sure because I spent so many hours studying to this test. And well, so she said, I mean, I failed. I could see I failed on the grade. It was not approved. And I was just like, I was kind of like ready for, you know, even like better than approved. <laughs> yeah. So I was just so shocked. So I had to kind of like ask how come or like, can you give me more reasons for this or whatever explanation? And then she, and then I picked the, the papers up from like the place where you can pick it up. And it was not all my papers. So obviously they, they've kind of, how do you say, they've lost them, I guess. They lost them, but did yeah. she ghost you? So she, no, no, she, she, okay, she, she did get sick or something. She was home for like a month. And, but I connected, but I connected to uh, Roberto, I think. Yeah. And he helped me out a bit to mm. get in contact with her from a different mail. And then she said, okay, well, some of your papers are actually gone, but I can also see that I can, that some of, that you can get more points or whatever in your exam. So that was mm -hmm. kind of a stressful time with the teachers because I didn't want to do that again because it was like a lot of writing. I, I think I wrote like 20 hours of paper. So do you think that um, there is a type of miscommunication in the matter of media and communication is that a miscommunication with the lecturers and the students yeah, yeah they i feel like they were just absent so many times in the you know in the forums where you could chat to them or like on their mail i think that was weird because it's like this is your job you're supposed to answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, 
a school, uh, my studies. And then sometimes they, I think there was one, they did not correct the tests in time or whatever, mm -hmm. I think. And it, that was also like crazy. And I mean, that's, I guess it's it's a communication problem because they could have just told us like, okay, I fucked up. I'm going to be late on these tests, whatever. Excuse yourself. That's a communication problem because they didn't realize their own. Is that a thing that goes with like, you know, Soderton reputation or is it the same with every Swedish university? Yeah, that's a very good question. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't know because I've only been Soderton, I guess. And I don't know about the reputations, really. Oh, sometimes, like, uh, when I remember that uh, they needed a new projector in the English department and they couldn't afford it, like, oh, where am I now? Instead of that. Yeah, yeah. I remember this incident uh, when Harriet told us that. No idea if she was joking around or was an inc real incident. No idea. I feel like it might have been true. The money, the money issue is always... <laughs> It's basically always a problem, I feel like, but maybe it's more more clear there. Okay, so um, I would love also to hear your, uh, if you have an idea about a desired project or wishes to, to have a collaboration with someone about a project you would like to work on, anything like that. Wow, uh, anything like that should be something like that. Uh, yeah. Is there any project in your, in your brain right now, like processing? Uh... Not really, to be honest. I was like, I just figured out that I, in my future job, I probably want to work by myself. Yeah. Which yeah, is so fucking obvious. Yeah, we go to, to the state that we are freelancers. Yeah, true. But like still the projects and stuff, you can, it's not like you do a whole project by yourself. I guess like, you know, we, we didn't... Um communicate or like having a, a sufficient interaction with our colleagues that it would come with a project like from that a result with the project mm. we didn't really have that thing and we should have more i guess mm. yeah well i agree actually but but we were like i feel like everyone was just there just not without no idea of anything basically <laughs> oh i got accepted oh whatever yeah, basically, like, okay, I don't want to work, and let me study a bit, whatever. Yeah. So then I think our class was um, smart, and they seem to have a lot of, like, um, crazy hobbies. <laughs> crazy hobbies. Yeah, yeah. We really met nice people that they just disappeared because they oh, just no. dropped. <laughs> they dropped off, like, dead flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even me, like even I and Maggie were talking about like names that you know and I know and they just dropped and we never heard from them again. I know. Yeah. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. I would like to ask you the last question of this segment. It's about if you have any advice for incoming freshmen who would start at Sudorton. Do you have any advice for them? Mm, okay. My first advice would be it's okay to... Okay, it's okay. Everything is okay. That's you should be calm when you go into your first day or first year. You should also be excited because you will meet many good new friends. So be open and don't be too like just make jokes and don't worry too much. Everyone is nervous. Yeah, chill and take a pill. Exactly. Take a chill. Okay. Now we can absolutely move to your second segment. It's about your essay thesis. Um, 
it gave me a blend of feelings. On one hand, you're talking about the, the concept of cancel culture. On the other hand, you're talking about the freedom of expression. Can you give me a bit insight about what is going on on your essay? <laughs> well, first, when in the beginning, I wanted to write about cancel culture just because I've, you know, there were so many discussions in the, uh, like, let's say, Twitter or like on the, the 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 media I was consuming were were like that always like speaking on it or just referring to it as a real thing, and then I was just like okay let me just use this time this opportunity to know the get to know the truth what is this phenomenon and then so I started from there and then I I kind of had to make it like work I couldn't just speak about cancel culture because it's not. As it's like it's just not a thing. It's more like a social just reaction or whatever, or it's just like a way of expressing stuff in the beginning of uh, its origin or whatever of the cancel culture uh, term. Mm -hmm. But then it's like I had to connect it to something else. So freedom of ex uh, expression was like the best to connect it to, obviously, since it's always this discussion whether it's okay to say this or whether it's not okay to say this, not according to law, but like according to what people think. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been reading and you mentioned this thing, this detail in the law, that the law allow you to say whatever you like, but don't be dick about it. Yeah, obviously, that's the, the, the moral of it all. Don't be a dick, even if you can, are allowed to by like law. That's not really what I'm discussing still. I'm just like more about the principle and the different views on this in this particular matter, this tweet. And how do you think that Alexander Bard have uh, treated the whole thing about the Black Lives Matter? Was he talking from their own good or was he just being dick about it? Well, I mean, if you if you read what he, what he says about what he meant, it is not about him being a dick about anything. He's just basically saying that there's obviously a deeper argument to what he's saying because it's just basically clickbait on Twitter. So he mm -hmm. just wanted a headline, but then also he had referred to a, a longer art article, which I also use in my analysis. But it's like where he says more of a deeper issue with the democracy than than what it is to uh, say something that might offend someone than to actually discriminate people for saying something. I don't know, like it's just really, he's turning it inside out basically. And he says like the real issue here is basically the, the young crazy women on... <laughs> On social media, we spread yeah. these type of rumors and make these this just these consequences of them canceling people are getting real, and that's what he's pointing out as the real issue with democracy. Well, it got real with him since, as you mentioned, that he got fired from SVT4 for that. Yeah, exactly. He was fired, and that was what that was why that was just a good good well a demonstration for the cancer yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, he was also mentioning, as you mentioned, like uh, he's a liberal. So you discussed the, the matter of liberalism and neoliberalism from mm -hmm. the eyes of John Milton. Oh my God, it's like John Milton here also, like the, the <laughs> English poet who, you know, we, we got that in the English B or something like that. About I know, I, obviously I didn't remember that from, from the top of my mind. I was just reading something else and he was mentioned in that same context where they were talking about liberalism and stuff. So it wasn't my own. Yeah, you were talking about uh, about liberalism from the side that uh, it's the freedom of speech that uh, you would uh, go with the free market as for the how you would mention your opinion.
opinion about everything in life. But it's strange that you also mentioned the, you know, the free market. And so he got fired from his job as well. Mm. Yeah. So I guess like uh, back in the DS, uh, the free market was more free than now. Now it's more like having those things that would affect you and your position. The lawyer of uh, Weinstein, if you remember, and he was the dean of uh, Harvard. He, he, they didn't like uh, extend his contract because he was the lawyer of Weinstein. So sometimes the cancer culture can be having so bad or negative effects as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, if it's negative or positive, I don't know. Sometimes maybe positive, but it's really just it's a it's a very strong uh, instrument that has no significance or like ties to our justice system which is the problem yeah yeah and um did you call those who defended the uh, bird as neoliberal people or uh, something else those who defended him just defended him uh, they i call them in in this one because there's this uh, ide ideal types categories accepting uh, the, I mean, at, at least uh, not really liking what he says, but just letting him say what it, whatever he want to say to the person. And then the third category is the one who's like just goes with the flow, the public or what, the, the masses or the what what's the right thing to do, basically. So the ones that defend him are mainly people who are those second categories. They are called Abyss Redeemers, which are just like making it possible for him to say whatever. Mm. Liberals, basically. And uh, yet he somehow tried to, uh, what it's called, uh, to swallow his pride and then he supported the opinion of the African-American voices, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and maybe, uh, you know, throw some some words by, by Martin Luther King, uh, like, you know, he got blended in, but after a while, it's too late now. No, but it's funny because it wasn't really, he said that he had this, uh, you know, that he said basically the same thing that Martin Luther King said, like you said, and then he, he really didn't when we look mm. at the texts. So it's like, yeah. And I guess this is all coming from the the mass pressure right now that is happening on social media. And you mentioned a couple of terminologies going with that. We are reusing some some weird terminology like the witch hunt, the mm -hmm. which is like uh, someone. Uh, conducting some type of investigation against someone publicly i guess yeah and uh the also the lynch mob about people trying to exploit someone yeah i mean why i think it's it, it always uh, existed but it may be now when we have this um situation where we can be global and you know with the technique and it goes quick every we know everything about everyone basically so it's easier to be organizing yourselves in small groups because it's just easier because you can do it over the internet and then let's say you can let's say organize and then you can actually meet in person then you can build this organization and it just becomes a whole like group of people against someone and they all they do is basically just in they're in their closed rooms but those rooms are just easier to attend now yeah so yeah. there was always like that and it's revolution too so let's say good things have also come from people just kind of organizing themselves and going against something that they think are wrong, is wrong. And and this is basically what uh, Nick Caldry was speaking about, I guess, in his book, Why Voice Matter. Mm, exactly, but also recognition, because recognition, let's say you, you speak and you say your truth and you 
you're trying to change things and uh, well what what's the voice worth then if no one is listening yeah right now you think that on social media if you don't have that social capital it's not worthy to to tire yourself or to exhaust yourself in in speaking anything discussing any matter uh well uh, wait that was can you say that again to me <laughs> well i myself uh, didn't understand myself do you remember the the thing about the social capital and uh, bordeaux talking about mm-hmm. how the social capital de- determine whether your cause can be heard or not i yeah. guess i guess anyone right now he needs to look for refuge because people some people to be their voices heard it takes mm-hmm. so much time and at what cost so mm-hmm. uh, do we need to to forget our causes and to to stick up with some already existing causes on the internet like you know as a second option mm. i think obviously we don't need to do no everyone is not doing it so that's why it's not it's easier to do it now like i said but it's like everyone is not doing it and you don't have to do it you can just stand where you stand and you don't even mm. have to stand anywhere in everything you don't have to mm. think about everything at least tell me uh before you take the mic uh, can you tell me about the purpose of writing this essay why did you choose such a hard topic i guess yeah i mean i was just like as interest interested in these in these discussions that were surrounding me basically when i was up uh, online <laughs> and uh, also in my i guess normal life where people are like really maybe not using the word cancel but but it's like more i feel like it's a thing where it's like ah, we're not with them now because he did this or she did that yeah uh, so i just find, found it interesting interesting so i wanted to do something with it at least and then obviously it got too complicated even for me and for i guess for even for me yeah because it was yeah it was hard it was too stressful but i made it so you know i guess also canceling culture is something like um, it depends on uh, where you stand on which line you stand if you are standing on the the place you are being canceled because sometimes you know it is used to uh, to, to some and uh, to some negative like things uh, it is used for some negative uh you know without you doing anything you may get cancer cultured because mm-hmm. of the power of mass like uh, mm-hmm. who does decide now who needs to be cancelled and who needs to proceed that is uh, the question who does that uh, who does that i guess neither i or you no Someone. someone with uh, with a higher voice someone maybe with power yeah obviously someone with power and yeah. someone who is really like dependent on let's say numbers and let's say um their their status is basically where they uh, may prosper or make money profit from so they need to keep a clean <laughs> yeah. Place yeah with the right mind with the right values it's important to like match and uh regarding Fairclough three dimensions that he mentioned and you mentioned about the power that the one who is talking what is the type of the power that this person can possess the one who speaks the one who speaks L- let's say just like a bard you, you mean that alexander yeah because he is somehow an influencer as well i mean he exactly i mean when i i kind of liked him enjoyed him whatever before and then when i saw this tweet this tweet i was actually a little bit hurt by it 
So I guess his when he says just crazy things or just things or stuff, it can make his own followers or audience turn his back too. Yeah, and uh, have you witnessed some of his defenders? Like, uh, have you <laughs> come across someone who said like, ah, oh, he had the point or something like that? I don't think so, because he speaks so much for himself anyway. So I don't think anyone needs to speak for him. He speaks too much. This yeah. Pro- this profile. Yeah, a lone wolf and asshole, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, it's re- it's really like that. I don't know why I even liked him before, because he's really just lonely and ugly. No, uh, oh. we, we don't judge. We don't judge. Oh, really under the belt. He is. He is special. Yeah, he's special. He comes special. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, you were asking a very good question about. Okay, since the freedom of speech allows us to say whatever we like mm-hmm. or think however we like, then should we let the neo Nazis then to to discuss their type of thinking or the or their you know yeah. their dogma there must be some sort of uh, lim- limitation yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can't just have we need to have values and laws and i guess even norms we we need all of this but maybe it got a little bit out of hand with this cancel culture thing as long as there is no physical psychological harm caused by them do you think that we can accept the psychological as... is the hardest to kind of just to even distinguish mm. amen My uh, side of the interview is done. Now it's you. The mic is yours. I would hey. love to hear anything from you. I would love to hear you. You want to sing, Alicia Keys? Sing. Ah-ha. Oops, I dropped it. No, come on, Obama. Just say anything. Anything for uh, the hell who is listening to us right now. They want anything from you. Do you want, if they want something from me, or if I want something, if they want. What, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Are we in this movie? This, uh, oh my God, the one, the love movie that everyone watches. No, uh, but, uh, but seriously, if you are thinking about anything that uh, you would like to, to have any collaboration with or anything you would love okay, to work okay. with or any final word, just spit it. Okay, let's say this. If you want me to write a book mm. or us to write a book, contact me. If you want us to draw a picture, contact me. If you want us to make serious music you can talk to me and then i might answer well that is the shit and if you want to make money don't come to me because i don't know <laughs> yeah, we ain't spammers here <laughs> okay. yeah yeah okay it was a privilege to me actually to 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 have you on this modest podcast and uh, i would love to you know to see your real life now girl like been long time okay <laughs> I mean, yes, 100%. Okay. And thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. You're always welcome. Uh, Mikasa Isokasa, come on. Love that. Now it's time to say farewell and uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, I would uh, love to say uh, bye-bye to anyone listening, still listening to us and see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.